Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today I'm joined by Kelly Lipshaw, an expert on women's health in energy and longevity. Her ultimate purpose is to teach people to become the CEO of their own health, which is one of the reasons I am so excited for our conversation. Today, we're talking about gene activation and how we can use our unique blueprint, nutrigenomics, and lifestyle to, quote, turn the power back on. Whether you're interested in reversing illness or preventing it, this is a must-listen episode. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on, Julie. It's a pleasure. I am so excited to dig into all the things that I know we want to talk about today, but I always love to start out with a little bit of your story. You know, how did you come to be interested in this very specific field that you're practicing in? You know, how did you get here? I know, I know the field is new enough and, and it wasn't even a, really a thing when we were kids. So tell us oh how you got God. here. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. You know, I, uh, I started my journey truly in traditional Western medicine as a physical therapist And I've always loved what I've done. And I have felt very, you know, blessed that I've had the gifts to help people that have gone through some very significant trauma in their life from massive strokes, traumatic brain injuries, concussions, a variety of neurological disorders. And then it was probably just about the same time that my father, about 14 years ago, passed away of cancer at the age of 69. And there was no cancer in his family. And I started to question and wonder Mm. how did he get this? What happened? And he then didn't have an opportunity to really get to know and spend time with his grandchildren. And I thought, well, what about my life? I want to be sure I'm there for my grandchildren. So what did he do in his life that potentially created this cancer that maybe I could avoid? And so it was a really eye-opening for me. One, obviously very sad to lose my dad early Sure, but at sure. the same time in my practice, my husband and I, who we, we share our practice together, we started saying, what more can we give our patients? What more can we do for our patients beyond just our, you know, our unique approach in physical therapy of what we were doing? And that's truly when we found functional medicine, we started realizing, wow, if we can help get to root cause with patients if we can help them improve at a cellular level, their poor bodies were full of inflammation and so much more. And then it was a very interesting time because when we were going back to doctors who had referred clients still in the traditional medicine world, they had no idea what we were asking. Right. Right. Because people weren't really looking outside the box of traditional medicine yet. And when you have a serious medical injury or illness and you land in the ER, right, you need every piece of modern medicine that we have. Absolutely. (laughs) And, but then after that, the journey of healing is, is vast. And I think several, so several of us all along the way have ended up having something happen to us and wonder, this is an odd symptom. This is an odd, this 
And throughout the course of my four children, we'd had things. And all of a sudden, kind of at all this time, I was like, oh my gosh, our genes are not our destiny. Oh my gosh, we are in more control of our life than ever through, you know, lifestyle diet more. I can really flip the switch on or off of genes. That's how this is working. And so one, learning about this, that people can really create that unique blueprint for them. And that two, we can use, you know, not only lifestyle, but nutrigenomics and plant-based medicine to help the body heal and repair. And when we started integrating this, both with my clients in the clinic and people online, it was just a game changer because people weren't, didn't feel that they were slaves to their genes, but at the same time, started feeling better pretty quickly and didn't think they could before. And, I, and it's just been amazing. I love that. I We were chatting before we hit record. And so, you know, I am all about people being empowered and realizing, you know, it's, it's, you are not your diagnosis. Your diagnosis isn't your destiny. And even more importantly, your genes aren't your destiny. And we say in functional medicine all the time, Genetics may load the gun, but environment pulls the trigger. And for many of us, myself included, genetics didn't load the gun. So I have nobody in my family with autoimmune before me, at least that we knew of. And my labs, you know, I, I have no genetic tendencies for rheumatoid arthritis. And so I, I love what you're doing because people, the more people that know, you know, and I love how it's like, okay, not it's your, it, on the one hand, you're like with treatment, we can treat better, but at the other, it's like, oh, or we could just prevent, like, let's just not go there. Right. <laughs> not go there. And I, like you, I, my dad was 54 when he passed and didn't know his grandchildren. And I have so many questions, you know, his passing was extremely sudden and unexpected. And so, and it's like, and, and why? And how do I not do that? You know, I had yes. thought that was going to be my destiny as well. That's how and why I got into functional medicine also. So we share that in common. Yeah. It's really fascinating. My maternal grandmother um, had breast cancer. So in my young adult life, I just was like with the, with the one in seven women and my mother didn't have it. And so I basically thought I was destined to have. And what is really interesting is I do not have those genes, which is great. However, what I've learned is even if you have the genes, but they're very, very, say low penetrance, right? Not top of the list for you of your concern. If you don't address other things and you let your inflammation go rampant, mm -hmm. that can turn on all these other genes. Absolutely. So, like you're like, I am a rheumatoid arthritis wasn't in my family, but whatever was going on for you just decided to light that Gina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is amazing. So I love, you know, again, treatment approaches, but pre preventative medicine, I mean, you know, anti-aging, all of it optimizing. I just had a conversation with somebody who I didn't know was talking to me because she was interested in what I do as a, as a client. I had no idea that wasn't how we were introduced. And, and so she was asking, and she doesn't have autoimmune and she was asking about what I do and, you know, well, what, what would, what would that, what does that look like for someone who, and it's, I'm like, it's, it's the same. So wherever you are, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, you're optimized. And I, I started and the, the, 
fun thing is I started asking her questions about her energy level and how she feels when she gets up in the morning and this and that, and that, you know, and the whole, like, you know, I feel fine. She literally said like, Oh, I could just fall asleep, you know, in my car at any moment. Like that's how fatigued she is. But she's been told she's a mom and whatever, you know? And so I'm like, Oh, you could feel so good. <laughs> well, and, and really like speaking to women from, you know, like say 45 to 65 or something, somehow along the way, it just became like, Oh yeah, we're just aging. Expect you're running around ragged. You're always doing too much. You don't care for yourself. You're just getting older. Oh, it must be hormones. Oh, like there's, there's such this excuse for common. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people, if you're talking common, none of us want to be common. No. Right? So you should be doing something different to get you out of that. That's not common. But when enough people talk about it, then it just must be normal. Right. I said, it, yeah, it, maybe yeah. it's common, but it's not normal. Yeah. So that's, and it's, that's and your such health is never an area you want to be average. Like you want to no. be outside that bell curve. I say, I know you use labs a lot. We, we use extensive lab testing and, and people get concerned, you know, like, oh my gosh, my omega-3s got flagged because they're too high. You know, should I be worried? <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, labs are done on a bell curve. You know, they're, no, look at our country. Like, do you want to be the average of all of the unwell people? No, yeah. you do not want to be average. So oh, I, yeah. I love so many things that you are doing and have done are areas of interest for me. So I, I am going to ask you to reel me in if I need to, I want, I it. want to, you know, really give listeners just usable information, but I I think so much of this conversation is possibly new for them. So I want to, I want to even just start really at the beginning because you mentioned already what we're going to be talking about. And so we're going to start with what is gene act? What do you mean? You said turn genes on and off gene activation. And we just touched on it. You just gave examples, but really explain to listeners what that means. Yeah. So, you know, for, for most of our lifetime and what we've heard in the, in the past is, you know, whatever your genes are, that's in your family. So if you have a, if genes for heart disease, diabetes, cancer, then you'll have them. Okay. So when you look at doing a DNA study to really map out what your genes are, that's just your blueprint. And if you think about it as a piano, right? The piano has the same keys. We have all, basically we're all very, very alike, much, much, we're barely all different in our genes. And so when you look at that, you could take 10 different people to play that piano and it's gonna sound differently, right? Somebody who's a beautiful concert pianist to somebody who's never even played the piano before. And so if you think about that in your genes, our genes are just the piano. But how they show up, meaning when we say expressed, is is that gene turned on and we have good genes and bad genes. So, of course, all the protective genes, all the good genes, genes that control our own body's ability to fight inflammation, genes that produce our own body's antioxidants. Those are like the, the good things, right? Like your vitamin C, your blueberries, your kale our own body's ability to detoxify or get rid of toxins, chemicals, the bad things in our body. 
So we want those sorts of genes to be active and working. And so our body feels great. And and naturally, if our body's in tune and the genes are working optimally, we feel great. We also have genes that could lead to health disease issues, right? Genes that could lead us down to, you know, obesity and diabetes and cardiovascular disease, cholesterol. So those genes- Yes, autoimmune, absolutely. And so those genes typically don't start off as expressing. We may have them. And in each one of us, knowing our DNA, some of them, like I was saying earlier, could be a low penetrance. Like you probably won't get it unless something else really triggers you, right? Or it could be very, very high penetrance for you, meaning you are very, very high risk for getting this. And so when we talk about gene activation, literally it could be a light switch on or off, meaning you want the gene to protect yourself or you want to turn off the gene, flip it off that switch that are harmful to us. And and when we look at your roadmap, so let's just say a client comes in, has their DNA test done. It actually doesn't matter what it says, knowing what it is you can develop a roadmap around it. So let's just give you a quick example, Julie. If if you were going from Colorado to California and we knew- Come to visit. Okay, come to visit. And we knew that without any traffic and we Google map it, it's going to take you, right, just say 15 hours. But that specific day, there's a little extra traffic. So it was a holiday. Or maybe there was some road construction. Those things would slow you down. So you might have to take a little detour. You might know it would take a little slower time coming. Also, what could happen is maybe part of the road got like washed away and you had to take a whole nother route around. By knowing the obstacles in your way, you could still get to California. You might just have to take a different way to get here or it might take longer. So with your genes, by knowing which genes could be harmful to you, we just find the detours around them. Now we know, so we won't go straight through them or we'll get stuck, right? If the road doesn't exist anymore or traffic is so bad, it's at a dead stop. We've got to figure out a way around it. So that's the great thing about knowing your genes. Some people get scared of it. Like, I don't want to know what's in my history. No, no, no. That's like your genes are your genes, And I'll give you some examples of me here in just a second, but I love the fact that if we know information is power, now we can do something about it. So whether it's a lifestyle change, whether it's a diet change, whether it's an exercise change, whether it's a, a sleep change, I mean, it could be food. It could be very easy to get around that detour, but you just don't know. And if you don't know, then you might be doing something in your lifestyle to be turning on your bad genes. And if you know, you're like, ah, I can keep them off. So quickly, I'll just give you uh, a little bit of my history is I, I, people think I would have great genes, right? Because at 50, I've got tons of energy. I don't have excess weight. I run a couple of businesses. I've got, you know, just great energy, but it's because I've worked really, really hard. And I know my genes, I actually have genes for obesity, diabetes, heart disease, I didn't know I have the celiac gene, so I'm homozygous for celiac. So I'm now completely dairy-free, gluten-free. I wasn't before, but again, that that's like a massive roadblock. That's a time bomb waiting to happen. That would have been a time bomb. I mean, most women at my age, if they had the homozygous gene for celiac, would be super sick in bed. With that and several other autoimmunes that probably would have come my way. And then I also have the gene for Alzheimer's, unfortunately. 
So knowing that I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I know the exactly what I need to do in my modifications of my life to keep those genes off. So if I, if I kind of went through life blindly, shame on me for going, oh, I knew I had that gene, but didn't do anything about it. But now I know exactly like, oh, I'm not even worried. And I love that you're <clears throat> so clear because I've seen, I've heard so many people, you know, I don't want to know, head <laughs> in the sand. I don't want to know. I don't want to know <clears throat> because they don't understand the power because there is this idea that your genes are your destiny. And that's what we're here to talk about. They are absolutely not. And having that knowledge is exactly what allows you to make those choices to uh, avoid those roadblocks. Yes. I mean, here's another one in our family. One of our daughters has the gene for hemochromatosis. So as a, as a young girl, when you're still going through menses each month, that's really what's going to dump your blood. And you're not going to get iron overloaded. But then when she stops that, she needs to know what her iron is today. And then as she ages, what her iron is. And then eventually she'll start having to give blood regularly. But if she didn't know she had hemochromatosis, then she would just start feeling bad until maybe her organs just decided to shut down on her and she could die suddenly. But knowing that for her, as long as she monitors it, and then eventually she'll have to give blood every three months, four months, six months, whatever it is for her, that should never, ever affect her life ever. But otherwise it puts so much more load on her organs. She would lead definitely to an early death of something if that was left unaddressed. So what a simple thing to know that could have a huge impact in her life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, it doesn't need to be, I mean, that's completely proactive. You don't need to wait until she's feeling sick to figure out what's going on. And so that's a, that is power. That is, it is power. amazing. And that's, you know, you were kind of going back to some people like, I don't want to know my genes yeah. uh, or your friend that called that, that you didn't know should be a potential client. And we kind of take a look at if somebody has an issue, if they're struggling with autoimmune or something versus somebody who says, I'm okay, like I have nothing going on right now, right? That this whole thing of dis-ease is just a matter of time. Oh, it's, yeah. I say and, it's a spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I because you know I love the term inflammaging. I've never been able to trace like who really coined that term, but it's my favorite. And because it really is all of the things you were just kind of hinting at that, that we, those, we make the excuse, right? We like, oh, we're getting older. I should be more tired. My brain should be a little slower. Oh, I've got aches and pains. I played sports in high school. What it, we, those stories of accepted decline, it's all, it's all inflammation-based, and that is all at that gentler end of the spectrum. It's the same stuff that leads to RA, cancer, Alzheimer's, you name it, diabetes, all of those things. I mean, it's all the same. And so the, to me, the brilliance is before you have an inkling of a, of a symptom, you know, our kids get the advantage <laughs> They get exposed. And so sometimes they don't. I'm laughing because mine don't always think it's an advantage. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> they may have more information than they want, but it, it's the same. I say all the time working. I love working with my clients and that I get so thrilled to watch them turn their health around, but, but it's the ripple effect. 
right? It's that then they're taking that and they're using it with their their partners and their children and their family and their friends and the and so I I love this idea of you get get the information and then you have the power. And then you have the power. And and again, you know, I think everyone's hearing today like I should sleep. I need to make sure I'm breathing my body. But a lot of people are not applying that. Well, and the what you're doing is that for me, right? Like I'll, I'll take diet and that'll lead us right into, I'm going to ask you about nutrigenomics. People show up all the time and they're like, well, just tell me what you eat and I'll eat that way. You know, you healed, you're great. What do you eat? And I'm like, that may not be for you. That's for me. And yeah, there are things. No, nobody is ever going to decline in health, giving up gluten and dairy. I'll just say it right now. That is never a bad choice. And I, I joke, I'm like, that is to me, the one absolute standard, anybody with autoimmune or genes for autoimmune should not be eating gluten period. But beyond that, and I do, I have my kind of list of things that I think are fairly evil for the human body. Yes. But, you know, I, should you be eating spinach? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, it's, it's wild. And so that's where, where, yeah, we all hear, we know these are the lifestyle areas. You know, people, people may think if they're sleeping, like really actually just asleep X amount of hours a night that they're doing a good thing, but are they tracking? Are they getting good sleep? Do we know what's going on? So that's, that's the, you're talking to an information junkie, which is why I was so excited to have you join us today. Yes. Oh my God. And you guys really to understand, like you don't need to go crazy and track everything or you can get obsessed and overwhelmed about it. But if you just like, we'll take sleep because you just mentioned it and just say, if you think you can run yourself ragged through the day. And go, go, go. And then even if you hit the pillow, you sleep for that seven to eight hours and you get up in the morning, that that sleep, that's the misnomer is you have to have this process of wind down and slowing down and preparing your body and allowing your body to start making those chemical changes to get you into that deep sleep and REM sleep, because that's where you heal and repair. That's where your DNA is going to wash. Your brain's going to wash out the debris. Your DNA is going to replicate well. If you're not in that, and then then you've slept, but you're not actually giving your body the the heal and repair portion, right. which all is part of your genetics is of what you're doing. It's essential, yeah. truly. Yeah, and and yeah. To be clear, I'm a data junkie. It's for me. It's it's like that snowball effect. It's like anybody making any lifestyle change. It's the same thing when you start testing and tracking, and it's like you know, you, then you use the data to make change and you feel even better. And you're like, Ooh, well, what else can I be looking at? Right. And it's the same in my practice. It evolved, you know, it used to be, we'd start no labs and then maybe we do a food sensitivity panel. And then it was like, you know, always start with the food sensitivity panel. And then maybe we do a full functional panel and, you know, and now I, and that's because, when I'm working with clients, by the time somebody shows up on my door, like they want results. And we all know it's a process anyway. And I'm like, okay, we're looking at full panel. We're looking at toxins. We're looking at genetics. We're looking at labs. We're looking at food. We're looking at virus. I mean, you name it instead of like, oh, if this doesn't work, we'll look under another rock later, you know? No. Why? When we have the ability, obviously financially, 
even with all those labs I just named, there's a ton I would love to run on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right. you know, nobody's going to spend, the, the, or I don't, it's not necessary to spend 10 grand on labs, you know, to get information to make change. But it does get a little, it, it's, you know, you want to keep up leveling. And so starting with this basis of, you know, well, what what's, so I would say genes are potential. It's Absolutely. a roadmap, but it's potential. It's not a concrete situation. Exactly. And so kind of for the listeners think like you have your genes, you'll hear people talk about your genome and that's what's written in pen, right? That's what cannot be changed. That's our piano. Then we have our epigenome. And so that's really how they're going to be expressed, right? What are you doing in your lifestyle of how those genes are going to be expressed, meaning turned on or turned off? And the ultimate goal is to keep all of our good genes turned on, working well, and our bad genes off or suppressed down. And that's going to live us, allow us to function into this long, healthy health span, right? We don't have to live longer, but we want to live healthier through well, this I, span. Yep. And my, then, my new thing is I want to live young until I'm done. That's my, yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, and I'm stealing. Yeah. I will credit you ever, but I am the piano analogy. I love because yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Like, so you, okay, no, you can't get a new piano, but you can learn how to make it sound great. Yeah. I had love a it. client of mine say he had had stage four prostate cancer and he was coming in and he was doing hyperbaric with us and a variety of things. And he told me, he said, Kelly, you know, what's so interesting is imagine if you got a car at the age of 16, but that was going to be the only car you had for your entire life. How uh -huh. well would you take care of that car? Yeah. I mean, we'd be washing it and changing the oil and, you know, rotating the tire. We would immaculately take care of that. So we have one body, right? but we just, for the most part, trash it physically, yeah. mentally, yeah. everything, right? We trash this thing and expect it to run as a high performance car, but we don't right. give it what it needs. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. I love, and for some reason, a 16, even a 16 year old could have that long-term <laughs> vision for the car, if not their own body. <laughs> right. Uh, my kids are 17 to almost 24. And I'm really trying to tell them like, you guys, you're in control now. Right. And you know, my eldest at 24, I said, you're, you're almost about as good as you're going to get. And you're going to actually start this aging process in your mid to late twenties. Yeah. So like it's, it's go time, go right time now. So, now so look at your choices, right? Now's the time. Yes. So I want to talk about, you mentioned nutrigenomics and, and so let's dive in and awesome. a little, we'll, we'll do kind of a crash course. All right, you guys. So nutrigenomics in, in general, okay. Without making this difficult is how nutrients affect your genes. Okay, that's like super simple. Like, does broccoli affect your genes? The food that you're taking in, what does that do for your genes? And if you think about food is just information. So whether you want to have your salad, whether you're taking your supplement, whether you're eating a protein shake, the moment you take it in, your body and your brain and all of the reactions that are happening are making sense of that information. So when you're looking at nutrigenomics, it's do you want to have these ingredients, these compounds that are going to be good for your genes or bad for your genes? So I tell people, right, if you, if you just take 
sugar and broccoli, which one's going to be good and which one's going to be bad, right? We know that sugar is going to lead to inflammation. And when I say sugar, you guys might be your bagel or your cereal or your (laughs) all of it, right? Doesn't mean like your donut. So it could be all Although that's included. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So that's probably going to have a negative influence on your genes, right? Or you could say, wow, I'm going to go have some you know, Brussels sprouts and broccoli and add add that to my plate. Do you think that's going to be beneficial to your genes or not? Yes or no? Yes. Like if you look at just something that's obvious, what are foods that are going to turn things off? What are foods that are going to nourish them? So nutrigenomics is using these micronutrients, food-based compounds, plant-based compounds to allow your genes to do something, send them a message. And so the ultimate goal is they turn your genes on or up. So in this whole field of nutrigenomics, there are certain, certain kind of superfoods and broccoli and cauliflower have been highly, you know, taught about them. Turmeric has been highly talked about in, in helping in this process. But now what they're finding, Julie, which is really interesting historically we've been like the mega dose more is better, more is better dose, dose, dose. So people are taking lots of things, but now they're finding that taking it is either just food or a supplement in a raw form. If you have so much of it, eventually your body's like, what am I supposed to keep doing with this? I don't even know right now. They're starting to say the deadly antioxidant. And if I can give another analogy for the listeners, if you were building a house and somebody brought your, you know, shipment in of your raw materials. So you've got your bricks and your, you know, lumber and everything else. And then before you know it, somebody's bringing another load of it. And you're like, oh, wait, where am I going to put that? And all of a sudden somebody brought another load of it. And you're like, oh my God, I have so much of it. I can't even build the house anymore because it's, it's just all piled up on me. Sometimes if we just think Eat, eat more, 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 or just take more and more supplements, and that will activate my genes. The body says, You're giving me so much of something, I don't know what to do with it. So instead, if your body has these machines inside of us that actually are the worker bees, don't give the worker bees more just raw material, make more worker bees, make more, like have a whole litany of you know, construction people inside your building. So now whatever raw material you gave it, you can actually, you have all these workers. So when we talk about nutrigenomics and turning on genes, that's what's happening in your body. Your body now, instead of working at a slow pace, it's like the, the dimmer switch of your lights over the dining room table, right? It was low. Now it's like, whoa, look at all the stuff I can do because you're, you're giving the power back. You're turning the power back on. Literally, you're flipping the switch of your body to turn the power back on. And now your body can do the work it was designed to do, right? You're getting rid of the trash. You're boosting your mitochondria and your energy. You're turning all of those good genes back on purely using, you know, optimizing your, your nutrition. Amazing. And, and hopefully we'll sink in so much, you know, it's not just like you said, don't eat the donut, but eat the broccoli. I love, and the, the, even something where, I don't know why we're picking on broccoli today, you know, more of a good thing isn't always better. I mean, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And I I loved the visual of like, just plugging (laughs) things up. Plugging things up. You're like, don't keep no more, no more. (laughs) So 
Next step then would be, you know, let's talk more about the worker bees. And and I know we wanted to touch on and are for listeners today, because I for me, if they're like, okay, but you know, what do I do? Or this is great, or you know, I thought you said this was gonna be really unusual. So I want to talk about NRF2 or NERF2, however, people may have heard activation. If there's such a thing as keeping it kind of brief, because I know we're like so close to the end of time. And I'm like, oh, do I just have her come back and we'll do just a separate one on that? But let's touch on it. And Let's and, touch on it. Yeah. You know what? If this is your first time hearing it, or maybe you've heard of it before, it's always good that second and third time to start having a deeper understanding. So it's all good, even if you've heard it before. So there is a pathway in the body called NRF2. Sometimes when people say NERF2, people go like NERF, like a NERF football or a NERF, what what are you saying? (laughs) So it's literally the letters, you guys, NRF, and then the number two, NERF2. This pathway has been coined or deemed as the master regulator of gene expression. So this pathway keeps your good genes on and keeps your bad genes off. That's the job of it. So when we're young, when we're born or when we're young, when you're relatively healthy, that NERF2 pathway is working optimally. And as we age, it starts to slow down. Gee, but also even as you age, because we're exposed to so many pollutants, toxins, chemicals, we're running ourselves ragged with poor sleep and maybe poor diet, that's actually going to slow it down even more. And so therefore, some people, that's maybe why autoimmune gets turned on earlier than it should, or it gets turned on at all. That's why some people start having chronic disease earlier, or maybe that's why cancer has crept into your life. And so this nerve two pathway literally is, is one of the number one things to keep, even if you're eating well, doing all the right things, you also want to optimize this pathway. And so you don't need to know all the complex of what's happening in the pathway. Really, for most all of us is knowing that if this pathway is one of the most important things that we can do to keep our genes working optimally, how do we turn on this NERF2 pathway? It We didn't even hardly know about this, everyone, like before 20 years ago. It's all been discovered that discovering the human genome right project and everything got mapped, learning how to turn genes on and off, learning that we're in control of them, and learning that there is a master switch in the body called NRF2 to help us normally regulate this. It's like that thermostat. And so just like there's exercise to help boost that, there's foods that help boost that. There are, there are also now, quote, products like a supplement, meaning you swallow them, but instead of a supplement, they activate those genes. They keep your pathways like NRF2 working well. There are other pathways, and today's not the day to talk about like the NRF1 pathway supports mitochondria. We have pathways supporting NAD and your longevity sirtuins. But for now, just think, wow, if I could give my body one thing to make it I'll say work like we, it was when it, we were young. Ultimately, that's what you want is your genes to stay working so that you can live young until you don't you're want it, until, until you're, you're done. done. I like that. <laughs> live young until you're done. That would wait. That would be to flip the switch of NRF2. And I will say there was a literature review that came out in 2015 by Washington State University. And they their claim of this 20-page literature review of NRF2 said 
that this may be the biggest breakthrough in the history of preventative medicine. And it's like, wow, when we're really going down that whole road of wellness and prevention, it may be simpler than we all thought. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we want to make it. If we don't have to reverse illness and we can just right. keep, and we can just keep wellness, like it's amazing yeah. how well we can stay if we never were sick in the first place. Absolutely. And I think it's even more amazing how well we can get even if we've been very sick in the first place. Honestly, I mean, it is, it's remarkable. So I have no doubt as somebody who went from, you know, them trying to get me to put a handicap placard on my car to how physically active I am now and pain-free and well and healthy and happy and life is full to, we were back to the 16 year old, right. Or the 24 year old, or, you know, our kids are minor right in that same age group as yours. And it's like, you don't need to go there. And I know if we could, if you can reverse as much illness as I had, there's no question you can prevent it. It's just, and we see it all the time. I mean, it's there's not no just me. There. I'm not special guys. I, I'm really not. That's the whole reason we're here talking is we can all do it. We can all do it. And I will just tell everyone, because most of the time when I have a conversation with somebody who's not sick, mm-hmm. they're like, I feel fine. Right. I don't, I don't need it. And all I will say is to the listeners out there that I now use, I used to say the word fine a lot and I have now changed it, that that's my four letter F word. And I can't say fine. I love that. I, my, I'm going to, I would like to pretend my partner listens to all of these episodes, but he's not allowed to use that word. I have taken it out of his vocabulary. So that's a, <laughs> I'm right there with you. And, and the thing is, is to all of you listeners out there, you'll be amazed at how often you say the word fine. And if you can actually replace it with what you're really meaning or feeling specific. at the moment, be specific. Yep. You it will change so much and and you'll have a greater appreciation because none of us should live feeling fine. Yeah. Well, and here's that goes back to I mentioned that conversation I had the, you know, for those of you that are like, oh, but I I can hear them now. Oh, but I do feel fine. Okay. You you don't want more energy. You you don't want to be stronger. You don't, your GI system couldn't work better. Your brain couldn't be sharper. You, I mean. The list goes on and on and on of what, again, what don't settle for normal and whatever fine means to you in the given moment, don't settle for that either. And and fine is the middle of that teeter totter, right? Yeah. So if you're really only fine, it's you're on that tipping point of not fine. Well, and some people, I think fine is a very broad part of the pendulum there, you know, like you really fine could be, you're really all so far into the not fine, but you're just not willing to say it, you know, or it could be, you know, today was amazing. I, I, so I didn't take that word away actually related to health in general. It was more like, how was your day? It was something, how are you feeling? How'd you sleep? How's your day? Fine, fine, fine. I'm like, no, no, not, not. What does that mean? No. So I love that. That's where you want. Oh my gosh. And you, I'll just end for your listeners that, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to help a handful of people have recover from some devastating illnesses or injuries. But what I found through all of my time working with people that there are people that have all the money in the world and they would give anything to get their health back. Yeah. So I will just tell all of you guys, if you're not doing one thing 
to just do that one thing to make your health better today, shame on you knowing that you can and you're capable because once you've lost it, it's very, very difficult. And so just honor yourself by just taking one step in the right direction, whether that's your food, your sleep, whether that's learning about turning on your NRF2 pathway, whatever that is, but take one thing in the positive direction towards your health today. Well, I love that. And you teed up my final question, which is what is one step? Now you're going to have to pick one, I know, but what is one step that listeners can do today? What's one thing that they can just start that will start to move that needle in the right direction? Yeah, it's really such a great question. And the, the great thing about the body is we are given beautiful gifts that we have within us that is 100% free that we can all do. And so even though as a physical therapist, I always want to say movement because our bodies were meant to move. But what I will say that I'm learning one of the biggest things, because we know we should exercise and we know we should eat right. But what we rarely talk about is just the power of breath and the power of breathing about allowing yourself to be present for the moment, because that will help rebalance your system from most of us in our day-to-day moving quickly, stress and burnout is coming, right? We've, we've learned and trained ourselves to not pause and to not breathe. And if you can just give yourself time in your day, it doesn't need to be 30 minutes of meditation. It can just be 30 seconds, a couple times a day to get your breath back, work on breathing. That is probably one of the most powerful things that you have with you all the time that can lead to really, really big influences in your long-term health. I love that. I love, that's why I love asking this question because it's, I am always, so I never know like what, there's so many good answers, but the, and there's, we could, I, and I have done, I was going to say, we could do podcasts on the, but we, I have done, I think two or three episodes already on breathing and breath. And, and so I love that that's where you went with this. It's amazing. I yeah. will have your information in the show notes. Oh, and I know you also, you have a gift for the audience. I um, do. Which will be linked in the show notes as well. Tell me, t- tell us a little bit about your gift, the taking, take the guesswork out of aging. Take the guesswork out of aging, right? You know, hopefully, hopefully you were listening to the past uh, 30 minutes that Julie and I had together and you're excited to learn about your blueprint But really, I want to, I think you'll be surprised at the things that you can find in knowing your DNA and even just silly things like, you know, should you drink caffeine or not for your body? What about salt in your body? What about like, wow, I take vitamin D or I'm out from the sunshine all the time. Why is my vitamin D so low? It, It will really empower you. And so take, take, it's, it's not really a quiz. It's going to tell you like some top 10 things that you're going to learn And then some direction that I hope each and every one of you guys can take, really take the next steps in moving forward in your health, because it's exciting. I mean, these are times 20 years ago, we we didn't have this capability, but now we do. And it used to be, you know, tens and thousands of dollars to get all this stuff done. And now it doesn't have to be. So don't wait. Don't wait. I love that. That is amazing. Where's the best place for listeners to find you? I know we've we've got all the places in there, but you know, if they're like me, I always listening to podcasts on the go. So where's the number one? They want to know more about Kelly. Thank you. Facebook or Instagram. You can also actually even find me on TikTok. 
but Kelly Lupsha, and I'm the only Kelly with an I-E, K-E-L-L-I-E, and my Lupsha name is L-U-P-S-H-A. I'm at the Women's Longevity Expert, but if you just plug in my name to any of those platforms, I'll, I'll pop right up. Wonderful. Kelly, thank you so much. You've shared some amazing tips and real gold with us today. You've empowered listeners if they take action on any of the many amazing things you've told them, they will definitely improve their health. Your genes will thank you, you guys. So Julie, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.